630 Chad This Morning Podcast with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre. His biopic came out on Valentine's Day or the day after Valentine's Day. It's called One Love, Bob Marley's uh, story. And for people who don't know Bob Marley, this may be their first exposure to him or that you just know the, the songs. Here's a clip uh, from One Love. On December 3rd, 1976, would-be assassins invaded Bob Marley's home and attempted to take the life of the singer and wife. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about a thing. That every little thing gonna be alright. You like that one? Yeah. So apparently Ziggy Marley's in the commercials, his son. Mm-hmm. So it seems like it's endorsed by his family. But it got us talking about biopics. And how they're not documentaries. And how you may not get your entire character from these movies, whether it's Oppenheimer, whether it's uh, Rocketman, which was Elton John, Mm -hmm. or Ray, Ray Charles, Elvis, a lot of Elvis Elvis movies all of a sudden coming out. So we want to talk a little bit about how serious we take these movies. J.P. Fournier of the Movie Jerks is joining us in studio. Hello. How are Hello you? again. Good to have you back in here. Thanks for having me. Uh, I don't know if you haven't had a chance to see the Bob Marty one, right? Uh, I haven't got to see it yet because uh, it just came out this on yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. yeah, but that's the thing though. You hear about real events in his life and then portrayed in the movie and then you wonder how accurate those events in the movie are. Well, in this case here, the movie is kind of based on particular songs of his. Mm-hmm. So you get to see the history of how those songs yeah. become. It is is not an actual biopic from his, of course, his birth to how he becomes the Bob Marley we know. Um, it, it, but it does actually have moments of his life in it. So it is segregating it. So it, it's one of those things where if it's accurate, it's going to be more accurate to what that song and cool. what inspired the song. So maybe. I'm interested. Well, maybe. That's, maybe. Yeah. Well, at least Ziggy's involved. At least his son's involved with it. You would hope that he protects that legacy a little bit. Yeah, right? and I would also, if you're looking for this film, uh, beware there is, because uh, Ziggy's actually in a movie where he acts called One Love. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to look up Bob Marley's One Love. Oh, the right one. Yeah, because <laughs> you can easily get the wrong one. And even if you, you think that the story is safe with his son, it could mm-hmm. be sugar-coated, too. And it may well, not certainly. really be the Bob Marley. Yeah. So what do you do going into a, a biopic? Are you immediately Google? it, or do you go in with skepticism? Do you realize that this is not, this may not be a hundred percent accurate? Well, I think now after the kind of the controversy of uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. the Queen story, that one actually has woken up people's eyes how basically kind of dishonest these stories can be. Um, that one in particular, actually, the they even asked the Queen, uh, basically the, the the members that are still alive, mm-hmm. what they thought of the film being changed from the real story, and they said, well, we think Freddie Mercury would have liked it that way, and so but no, even- that's it's not accurate still. No. So you mentioned that you watched it and you're like, mm-hmm. did that? No, he didn't I know. I saw it with my ex who was a, an actual cre- like a queen fanatic. And we went on opening night and just at the, the Band-Aid concert, like the, the big climax mm-hmm. concert, I turned to her and I said, I go, I don't think he knew he had AIDS before this concert. And she turned to me and she goes, I don't think they had the fight they had. And both of us confused and we couldn't enjoy that ending, mm-hmm. which the ending is so cool. Like that's the kind mm-hmm. of the best part, reacting. But yeah, we both of us knew something was not right. It didn't feel right. It's the old, uh, don't let the, the facts get in the way of a good story. It, mm-hmm. it was able to tell a story, but not the story. No. Right? And so. yeah, it heightened the timing of it. So to try to make the concert more emotional. Is this the real life? Sorry, we just needed a little bit of that. 
that in the background. <laughs> no I was actually really mad because I thought it was such a great movie and mm-hmm. Rami Malek great did such a good job in it. And then I'm thinking, how could you screw with his legacy like that? Well, Sasha Baron Cohen was first casted before him mm. and he actually left the project and he was very boisterous about it saying, I'm leaving the project because they're not telling Freddie Mercury's accurate story. Mm. And wow. so he was very upset with it. Uh, give us another example. If there, if there's one that's out there that that sticks in your craw, like uh, Stacy said, she was really mad when she saw this. What about for you, JP? Well, just recently I watched uh, Sofia Coppola's uh, uh, Priscilla, which about is the Priscilla, yeah, Priscilla. Oh, Priscilla. Oh, Priscilla. which is based on her book uh, Elvis and Me. Yeah. Now that particular book. Uh, it is is very accurate and long, and they shortened down to a very small segment of her life for the Copeland film. And Copeland's main purpose was to show that Elvis was kind of a predator. Mm. Now the Elvis Foundation said, "No, we don't want you to tell people that," because uh, there's a lot of people that really like respect him and and live under yeah, love his music. So we don't want you to focus on that. And she wouldn't let it go, so they didn't allow her to use the Elvis songs in the movie. Uh. So there's an Elvis movie that has no Elvis songs. <laughs> They did a, 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 an alternate version of one of his songs for a musical score where they had to change it slightly so they don't get sued. Uh, but yeah, they were not allowed to use it. But those. was it the most accurate? Was it accurate? Again, this is uh, liberties again because they hired. You're not in the bedroom having those conversations with Priscilla and Elvis. You do. There has to be some sort of poetic license, but not too much. No, and that's the thing is they had to get approval through Priscilla first, and so they got approval to do it, and then they had to actually show her again before, and they had to make changes because they wanted to do a very dark and awful to watch film. Uh, So yeah, they had to actually lighten up somewhat, and it's. It is not a great movie. Even Sofia Coppola fans are going to be not too pleased. It's mainly just scenes, uh, slow motion montages of them dating. They hire an actor who looks like Elvis, but he's six foot six. And then the actress, I believe, is five foot one. Mm. And they did a a height difference on purpose so they can get more of a domineering effect on him. So the whole thing is trying to make it less about the actual story, but more about like the thematical abuse. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like so many things, there can be threads of truth, but they mm-hmm. can be then woven into whatever kind of fabric you decide you want to. That's so, correct. So, but that doesn't mean you discount the possibilities. You don't discount no. other things, well, but you, you do have to watch. With other things, because uh, they made a miniseries in uh, 1988. It's on YouTube. A friend of mine pointed me out to this, an Elvis fan. And the miniseries is three hours long, and it's great. Uh, you actually get more of a personality in Elvis. You get to see the family of Priscilla, so you get to see how it really affects her. Uh, and it's more accurate and more done with more care to the characters. Even though Elvis is maybe doing something that's not you don't agree with, you can understand where he's coming from. And that's where that her film is kind of pointing a finger much as not of exploring it. Now, there was, uh, there was another movie that focused on Elvis himself, and of course, it was called Elvis. <laughs> And and I saw this one. I saw it on a plane, actually, because that's when I decided to watch it. Um, there there were some liberties taken with facts and times <laughs> and everything else too. Yeah. What well, do you th- did you you saw that film? I and did. What did you I like the flair of it. Yeah. Uh, I also love Butler's performance. Uh, I think he's outstanding. They just. Uh, uh, I I couldn't handle Hanks though as oh, the oh, colonel. He was terrible in it. Yeah. yeah. I thought he was bad. Yeah. But it was also there were so many factual things with the the the, the, mm-hmm. the comeback special and the whole thing that was ridiculous because supposedly they re- they created a special that Colonel. 
Bone Parker knew nothing about. Mm-hmm. He thought it was going to be Christmas trees and, and Bing Crosby songs. Right? Okay, that was ridiculous and it was unrealistic. Well, that's true, but that film is also filmed with an unrealistic eye. Uh, it is it has a flair for color and it, it is making a world that is not our world. Mm-hmm. And so I can kind of accept it there because there's an artistic, like, well, I guess a style to it. Mm-hmm. So I can see the art in what it. A, what about the facts of why he ended up uh, being in the army? Well, it's hard for because me. Because it was, it was, they, they indicated that they put him in the army so they could get him away from being charged for, for shaking his his, yeah. his, his, his knees <laughs> too much. Well, if it's stuff like that, like I didn't, because the film is done with almost a cartoonic eye, like it, it is very flashy, I didn't accept it as a true story. But for a 15-year-old who doesn't know the facts and they're going to mm-hmm. see this, what advice do you have for people who are going to these movies? Uh, again, I just read. Like that's <laughs> you have to fact check movies, you do. And biopics. You really don't you? do, yeah. As opposed to documentaries. Well, and, and that the argument is oh. that the argument no, is that the, the biopic will get the interest in the person. Then they'll start listening to the music. They'll start looking up the history. The real so, history. Yeah. So if the movie's done well, so let's take a look at another one. Um, El, uh, Elton John's mm. Rocket um, Man. Rocket Man. That one is done, and uh, Elton John didn't want to do a regular biopic. He wanted to do that musical flair in between, like these dream sequences when all the songs come in. And so there, you can get away with that again, that liberty, because you're also saying, well, look, we're doing dream things. This is not the real thing. And he's still alive, right? Mm-hmm. So he's yeah. not. He he's not. And you know Elton John, he's a bit of a diva. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to say what he's thinking. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> if, if he hated the movie and he thought it wasn't accurate, he'd be like, mm-mm. JP, well, stick around. I'll tell you what, let's, let's, let's go out a little bit on some Rocket Man. We'll come back. Okay. We want to talk some more about this when we come back here in sure just a thing. few moments. Yeah, okay, the, sound good? The, the top three most accurate biopics, you've okay. got those, right? I do. Perfect. And here's okay. Elton John. Got to kill the person you were born to be in order to become the person you want to be. I'm thinking of changing my name to Elton. But that's my name. Yeah, I know. I had no idea that Joni Mitchell and Leonard Cohen had a brief but passionate romance. Apparently that is true. It's in music history. And in fact, now there's a whole story about it and a production that's coming to the Northern Alberta Jubilee Auditorium. Leonard and Joni, the untold love story... And we're giving away tickets. Yeah, you want to win right them? Now. All you have to do is give us a phone call, 780-496-0063. You want those tickets? It'll be a good show. It's at the Jubes. You know it's going to sound great as well. And, uh, yeah, just call in. Uh, we'll pick. Jeff will pick a, a, a caller. I'm not even going to pick a number. I want to make Jeff, the technical producer, pick the, the caller number. 780-496-0063. If you want to go see Leonard Cohen and Joni Mitchell, the untold love story. And we're uh, still with uh, J.P. Fournier from the movie Jerks talking about Biopics. The new Bob Marley movie came out about his life last mm-hmm. week, and we want to know about how accurate they are. And you read up on the three most accurate biopics. Which ones are, are those? Well, I took a list. I look at a lot of top ten lists, mm-hmm. and the number three that came up on all the top ten lists over and over again uh, was uh, Twelve Years a Slave," which was number one. Okay. Uh, number two was Schindler's List, and number three was "The Elephant Man." The David Lynch one. Hmm. And what's interesting about uh, those t- two last ones is that both of them are done in black and white and done with a unique style of that director to tell those stories and with some artistic merit to it. And like, uh, well, Schindler's List is black and white, but it has those little flares of color 
that are for, to point out very important the, things. The girl in the red jacket. Yeah, so you get these two very artistically made films, yet they're accurate. So you can actually still do a film that's like with some flair and with some directorial style uh, and still get the accurate stories out. So mm. it, that's an interesting thing. I did hear that the character that Ben Kingsley plays um, was sort of, it was amalgamated and there's three characters amalgamated into his one character. You can't get it 100% right if you're doing a movie, right? That it's going to be too hard for the audience to follow it. So Mm -hmm. a lot of times those those basic choices like that, prime example, uh, is so the audience can follow the story more. And they want to focus more on Oscar Schindler's story, the bio, more than they do with all the centered characters around him. So you're going to get that, yeah, they're going to combine characters to do that. Seems minor compared yeah. to completely reversing and, and changing somebody's life like they did with Freddie Mercury. Or changing the theme of it because we understand why Oscar does it in the end. And whereas if you were to change the why, like his motivation, that's where people get upset because the, uh, of course, the Queen one, it's the motivations change at the end. It's manipulating audiences to see that something that's not really there. And that's where people get upset. And once again, uh, we mentioned, you know, documentaries are one thing, biopics are entirely another. But you also have to keep in mind that documentaries, depending on who does them and what angle and what yeah. which direction they come at it, omitted facts can be as important as changed facts. Well, very much so. You've got to be aware of that too, right? Yeah. Well, documentaries are interesting too because a lot of times uh, the director will find a different story as they're doing it. And a lot of the best documentarians will basically say that. So you don't even they don't even know ahead of time what story they're going to be telling. So they may get changed according to who they talk to, but it could also be, of course, who they're talking to. So you're... Yeah, you got to see everyone's story yes. in documentaries. And you got to figure it out. Yeah. I, I watched uh, a Billy the Billy the Kid series. I think it was Netflix that's on. Well, you had to go back and... Oh, so this was this true? Was this true? There are mm-hmm. elements of truth all through it, but a lot of it's been changed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Prime, a good one to look up is the... Um, won't You Be My Neighbor, the Fred Rogers documentary. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because that just shows, like it is like the History Channel where it's showing from A to B in chronologically what happens to him. Mm. Uh, and that one's beautiful. But the one with Tom Hanks, because Tom Hanks has to be everywhere, well, was a little bit loose on the truth. They had to be because the documentary was so good too that, that when they were making that film, they had to take an alternative view to it. They couldn't do uh, basically the actual biopic when the documentary is doing it better. So that's mm-hmm. why they take a different flair and they take a, a different point of view. So they take the author's point of view. It's still entertainment. It is, yeah. And if it educates, well, great. If not, well, we, we don't care. We just want to make, make, make a movie. Mm-hmm. Be aware. Yeah, for sure. Google afterwards. Thanks for joining us. That was fun. Thank you. JP Fournier, The Movie Jerks. And of course, you can uh, find him on YouTube.